What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. And on today's episode, we'll be previewing the Chicago Bulls facing the Miami Heat. Two very depleted teams. They're going to all missing some key pieces. So we'll talk about that game. But also, what I'm going to start this video off with, I want to talk about why some Chicago Bulls fans are so quick to call for our young players and Patrick Williams and Kobe White to be traded. We'll talk about all that and more right after this. Okay, so I want to start with the conversation about Bulls, right? And I love, you know, love our fandom. I have a whole channel built strictly around the Chicago Bulls, so I'm a huge fan of this team. But I, it, it's, it, it gets interesting because, like, the Bulls players, are, well, the Bulls fans are so quick more times than not to be ready to trade someone, meaning that if they don't develop as quick as what they think they should, um, they're ready to trade them. If they have a couple of bad games, they're, they're ready to trade them. This is, there's a, It's a bunch of things. And so coming into the season, we were having the conversation uh, and a lot of Bulls fans were talking about how we needed to trade Kobe White or the Bulls should trade Kobe White. And that was kind of understandable uh, because heading into the season, we didn't know where our holes would be. We knew we needed more depth at the four. We know Kobe has did not become the starting point guard that we had hoped him to, right? So because of that, naturally, Bulls fans went into trading. Now, Patrick Williams starts the season off injured um, and, you know, comes back, fights through injury, gets several nagging injuries before a major injury takes him out. And then now, at this point, Bulls fans have now, because they realize, and I think, and I think you know, fairness, a lot of Bulls fans recognize that they're not going to get the players that they, that they hope to or that they want the Bulls to trade for just by trading Kobe White. So naturally, now... People have come to, all right, let's include Patrick Williams. And then Vooch has started to become part of that conversation as well because of, you know, his slight slump or whatever. But let's, let's, let's just focus on, I want to focus on the young players because of this. And while, like, thinking of, of this episode and what I wanted to talk about today more so than just previewing the game, that thought kind of stayed with my head. And the reason why I think, and I think a lot of Bulls fans, if we're being honest, and it's understandable, are, are hesitant to wait for Patrick Williams specifically to develop. Um, especially, you know, pe pe people have issues with his aggression and they, they want to see him be more aggressive on offense, even though, you know, I have my disagreements with where Patrick Williams need to be offensively right now. But keeping the focus on why Bulls fans are in such are so quick to give up on young players. And I really do think I've talked about Bulls fandom PTSD uh, quite a while. And this may be a video that a lot of people disagree with me on um, again. This is not to say whether we should or shouldn't trade. That's not what this video is about. This video is about more diagnosing why us as, as a Bulls fandom is so ready to trade some of these young players. Now, first off, I do want to say we're closer to a, a championship and being a contender than we ever have been in probably the last decade. So it's it's understandable and it's natural to then think, OK, let's fill up whatever holes that we have so we can get to the better version of that and be can be even more of a lock into being contender. So I understand that. But what I came up with and what I, I've heard talked about a little bit before, too, is that because of the draft history of Gar and Gar Foreman and Bill Paxson in the last like handful of years before the new regime took over, I think at this point we have so long waited on players to develop. We hope for their potential that at this point. As a fandom, a lot of us are over it, right? We don't want to uh, any longer to wait for anyone to develop. We want them to to get to that that perfect version of them, that most realized version of them, as quick as possible. Because we've waited for so long for so for so many people. And this is what I so this made me want to go over a lot the last few Bulls picks. I'm gonna focus more so on first round picks here 
Um, so let's start. I'm going back to 2012. Marcus Teague and Tony Snell. Uh, well, Tony Snell was in 2013, but 2012, Marcus Teague. Now, Marcus Teague was drafted to this team, um, and he came in in the season where Derrick Rose was also going to be out. And I remember a lot of Bulls fans calling for Marcus Teague to get more playing time, right? Especially because Derrick Rose was out. Now, that never came to fruition. Marcus Teague stayed in the league for a handful of years, never really developed into anything. Right after that, Tony Snell drafted 20th. Now, Tony Snell did develop into a contributor on, on some, some very good teams, but again, not to the level that the Bulls fans wanted to. Next up, we're going to go to 2014, and here's the kicker, right? So Yusuf Nurkic and Gary Harris both drafted technically by the Bulls at 16 and 19. Now, we know we ended up trading them for Doug McDermott, who also didn't pan out for us. Uh, he did get a big deal for the Spurs, but didn't pan out for us. But I think I think really... That was a really big point in this in 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 the situation for the Bulls because if you look at both of those players, they both develop into quality players for a long time there. Now Gary Harris is now with the Orlando Magic, I believe, um, and and Nurkic, we know where he is in Portland, and so I think that you know that really at some point was the kicker, the combination of trading those two players and getting Doug McDermott back, who also didn't work out and was later traded a few years later. I think that was where it really was like. At the all-time high. Now, we did draft Bobby Portis, who was a contributor on the championship team last year. Just didn't work out for us. Uh, we ended up trading him as well. And then, another kicker. Denzel fucking Valentine. Gums McGee himself. Um, Yeah, that was a bad pick for the for the Chicago Bulls. Especially when you look at whoever else was around them. Uh, then, we get into, we, draft, we technically drafted Justin Patton and Jordan Bell. Wendell Carter and Chandler Hutchinson at 7 and 22. Now, Wendell Carter, especially a lot of Bulls fans... After the game against Orlando and uh, and um, Vooch's, you know, slump have have now said, hey, maybe we should have kept Wendell. No, Wendell is still averaging what he averaged with us with higher with being more of a focus. But nonetheless, again, more players that we hope for. Right. At the point where we drafted Wendell Carter, do you remember when we when we drafted Wendell Carter, there were people who were saying that because we had Laurie and we had just drafted Wendell Carter, that the Bulls front court was going to be locked in and solid for years to come now both of those players are out of here and we have a completely new front court uh we're still looking for a front court piece uh you know to to, to solidify everything kobe white then at number seven drafted in 2019 his 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 first season was the covid year when everything shut down came back we know what happened with the second year playing out of position and now we're here in this year where he's been harping by injury. And then we get into Patrick Williams drafted number four overall uh, in 2020. And so because of that, looking at everything, and I could have went back further than that, right? I started specifically with the Marcus Teague one, but again, uh, drafted Norris Cole technically and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler ended up hitting, but we had to, we couldn't rebuild around him. So we traded him out. out. Um, and then the one before that, James Johnson and Tops Gibson, Taj Gibson. Taj worked out for us very well, became a starter, got a big contract. We ended up trading him away um, to the Thunder. And then uh, James Johnson, who didn't work out for us, but again, another player who went away, kind of redefined himself and became a contributor for a little while there. Um, so I think that when you look at the Bulls draft history, especially uh, towards the end of the Gar Pax era, it, it makes sense to why Bulls fans are no longer ready to, uh, to wait or willing to wait for anyone to develop. And I think that really plays a big part in why players, while, while we're, like I said, the combination of that 
and being as good as we are, right, when everyone's healthy, that it all combines into Bulls fans just are tired of fucking waiting when it boils down to it. So let me know what you guys think about that down below. Do you think that does contribute? Again, this isn't about if you agree or disagree, if we should trade Patrick Williams, if we should trade Kobe White. It's more so about do you understand and think that that's why a lot of the fans are tired of waiting? And, you know, I guess I can understand that to a degree. Put on my glasses because I'm old and I can't see. Um, but let's talk about this game coming up tonight. We got the Miami Heat coming in, in the building. And so uh, this game is not going to be easy. And I said in the building, we're actually going to Miami. Miami, that ranks number 10 defensively. But a lot of their defensive key players and Jimmy Butler and Bam are going to be out this game. Marquise Morris also going to be out this game. Aladipo out this game. Uh, Duncan Robinson, day-to-day, -day, he's listed as probable for tonight's game. Again, another team that is really, they're more, they're hit by injuries, whereas we're attacked by by the health and safety protocol. They're, they're being handled right now by actual injuries, which is, I'm glad that we're not on that side of things. Um, but this game could be a game that, yes, it could get tough, especially if we come out flat like we did last year and have another flat third quarter after coming out flat in the first half. The key thing I think is going to be in this game is execution, ball movement. I know the Bulls are down weapons. We all understand that. Not having... Um, DeMar DeRozan out there and Derrick Jones Jr. to a degree too completely changes the, the way and we have to rely more on Vooch who's had a slump so far this year. Uh, Lonzo Ball has to step up. Last game, Lonzo and Zach weren't the issue, right? So because of that, I do think that the, the, the Bulls have more than enough to win this game tonight. I But again, it could, it could be an easy game. It could not be an easy game. It really just depends on who shows up. Tyler Hero is actually leading the Miami Heat in scoring so far this season, not by a huge margin, but he is leading that team. Now, so at the end of the day, it comes back down to, do you trust what the Bulls can do defensively, right? And their offense to execute enough to be able to win this game, more so than you trust Miami's defense to be able to disrupt us from what we're going to do, what we're going to want to do on offense. The Bulls have to be focused. They have to be locked in. It's going to be key for the things that they do in this game. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm predicting the Bulls to win this game. And, you know, I think that that's a fair thing to do. Again, I'm, I, I try to put my fandom aside. I always want to pick the Bulls to win. But even considering everything that's going on with COVID, the good thing, the good news is, is that we're coming on the other side of this finally. Should be getting Col uh, Kobe back soon. Javante Green's going to follow behind that. And then DeMar's going to be a couple of days behind that. It, it, whereas it happened all within a cluster of like four to five days that we lost all these players. Keep in mind, especially with the Bulls going into a period where they have more space between games than what they had at the beginning of this season, we're going to be getting these players back sooner rather than later. After today, we don't play again until Tuesday. That means we have Sunday and Monday off. We come back Tuesday. In that Tuesday game, we should have Javante. We should have Kobe. We might even have De DeMar. But again, DeMar probably is going to be for sure by that December 16th game against Toronto, which I'm excited for that rematch as well. But let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think the Bulls have enough in the tank still to win this game against Miami? We still have Zach Levine, who is killing it this season. Um, and then Lonzo has also been stepping up. If Lonzo has a hot shooting night, I, I, I don't see it being too much of a, of a challenge for the Bulls tonight. Again, relative to other things being done. But let me know what you guys think down below about this game tonight. I will not be able to go live tonight, unfortunately. So but I said that last time, and then I popped in for like a quick 20-minute live. So we'll see if I end up doing that or not. Um, I may. I may be intoxicated, but I may do it. But let me know what you guys think about all that down below. Make sure you're following the podcast on every social media platform. We're at, at Bull Central Pod. 
Uh, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, I do have a text message that I w- will read on the next episode. But if you want to uh, text or call that voicemail line, it's 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every video on, I love you guys. Go Bulls. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break, Break Media. Media. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.